Hello, everybody. Welcome back to part two of What's Your Next? If We Had to Do It All Over Again. All right, Dave. Last time in episode one of If We Had to Do It Over Again, it was a jam-packed episode. We focused on just one area that if we had to do it over again, we would have looked at, which was looking at the franchise's strengths and weaknesses. And we laid out a framework of some particular questions we would have asked more things around, such as product, competition, support, and marketing. Now, if you missed that jam-packed episode, Dave's gonna give you a link below where you can go back and watch it. We would highly encourage you to do so. Today, we're playing armchair quarterback and kind of looking back and asking the question, if we had to do it over again, would we? And what areas might we go a little bit deeper? And at the end, we will answer that question, if we had to do it over again, would we? So to start off today, again, we're gonna be looking at the leadership team. So Dave, give me your insight on this, because in our franchise, when we were looking at this, what was your initial impression of the leadership team? So my opinion of the leadership team was that, you know, I didn't, I didn't really have anything bad, you know, to, to feel about the leadership team of the franchise that we got. But on the other hand, that was probably more out of being naive than it was out of reality. You know, what we found over time was that the leadership team, not that they were really a bad leadership team, but very unfocused, I think would be the word for it, and really trying to do too many things and not really doing any particular one of them extremely well. Yeah, I agree with you because at the time we were in what was considered a hot franchise. It was an emerging brand and therefore you know, the leadership team was growing and they had a lot of great people focused on marketing and things like that, but maybe not necessarily so much on support. And at the time, like Dave says, we were a little naive. We didn't necessarily know what questions to ask. So we want to give you those questions today. So you, when you're looking at the leadership team, look at, is there high turnover? Are people coming and going? Because in our franchise, we learned very quickly that people were leaving um, or they were bringing in such new people that they didn't really understand the brand well enough to even support us. And who makes the decisions, right, in that leadership team? Is it the founder? Is there a CEO in place? Is it the marketing person who makes the decision? And ultimately, where is the leadership taking that franchise? You know, what are their goals? What does success mean to the franchise? So I think these are questions that if we had dived a little bit deeper and as we were doing our due diligence, I'm not sure we actually had the opportunity to have those in-depth discussions with the leadership with the leadership team early on. As you're going through your process, and especially if you work with us, we're going to make sure that you have those conversations and give you the questions to ask. Ultimately, you should come to a point where you have the opportunity to participate in what's called a discovery day. 
Now, in our franchise, we didn't get that opportunity. So um, in a discovery day, now they do many of them virtually, but in the past you would travel, you would get to go visit the franchise. Sometimes they'll take you out to some of their locations, have you meet franchisees. Definitely something you want to partake in, right, Dave? I think so, yes. Anything else you want to add on the leadership team? Um, no, I, again, it, I don't necessarily think they were a bad leadership team as a whole. I just think that they were all over the place and really not really super uh, supportive and focused enough, maybe because of being all over the place and helping us be successful. That's kind of my overall feeling. Okay, so good considerations for people. Okay, the next area we're gonna talk about is territory. When you invest in a franchise, most franchises will have territory restrictions. So you're buying the rights to sell a particular product or service in a specified territory. So you wanna know how is that territory defined and what happens when you wanna grow and who is the competition? All these kinds of questions revolved around territory. Dave, do you wanna talk about how territory impacted us in our franchise? Well, that's, that's a good question, Stacy. <laughs> The, the reality of it is, is that I don't think it really did affect us because in our franchise, it really wasn't restricted territories. You know, we were able to, I mean, you were restricted in that, you know, if you had a brick and mortar, you're probably not going to operate one, you know, 120 to 240 miles away, at least to start, right? Um, but you would, as far as like the events and stuff like that, you know, we were kind of free to roam within a very large radius of where we are located. And, you know, that is a, a blessing and it's a curse. Yeah, I think part of what intrigued us about this franchise concept was it, it's one of the few that actually did not have any territory restrictions. And we like that because at the time we really wanted some freedom and flexibility. Our thought was, oh, in a few years, we might just want to pick up and move to Florida. And we liked the idea that we could take the business with us, the equipment. There was not like we had to go buy a brand new territory in a new area. So there's definitely some benefits to not having territory restrictions. Just make sure you understand what you're getting with your franchise. The other thing is that Many of the concepts that we work with are emerging brands, meaning they're new up and coming franchises. And when it comes to looking at the territory, well, you might have some bonus points in your favor, especially when you work with someone like us, because we can help you negotiate a larger territory. In many of the more established franchises, when you get to the point of signing a franchise agreement, there is no room for negotiation, right? That's and we kind of found this when we were going through the process. When we came to the point of the franchise agreement, we wanted some things taken out and some things added in. And what did they tell us? They said you can pound sand. <laughs> right. And now looking at it from the other side, we understand why. Because you, you can't have one franchisor who can do something and another franchisee do something else. The whole point is to have systematic everybody's treated the same and equal. But when you are looking at an emerging brand, many times they will allow you, we can help you sometimes negotiate a larger territory. 
So that's one area where you might get some additional bonus points. Um, anything else you want to add about no, territory? No, I think that covers it. All right, so just think about that when you're looking at franchises. What is your territory? What's it based on? Um, what happens, you know, if you want to scale and grow, are there territories available? And is it possible to get a larger territory from the outset if it's an emerging brand? Okay, kind of tying this all together is, you know, you're going to come down that franchise roadmap with us to decision day, right? You're going to have to make a go or no-go decision. And I would say, Dave, when we were going through it, we made a lot of our decisions based on emotion. I have to 100% agree. <laughs> Should we have done that? You know, it's, it's hard not to in some cases. And I think that looking back on what the process we went through, there were some gaps in what we should have gotten as far as information before we made our final decision that we did not get, which means that if we didn't get that, then part of that decision was definitely emotional. And I think that that is something that you really need to be careful of. It worked out well for us because the franchise was a good match to, and I'll call it our why, meaning that why? we really like the concept, great product, a lot of fun. So we, you know, it really worked out okay for us, but I think that looking back, it would have been better to spend more time getting the answers to those questions that we didn't get. And what kind of questions would you have asked, especially as you're getting closer down the line? Right. So as you go through this process, there's a couple areas that you will become familiar with in the FDD, the Franchise Disclosure Document, and that's Area 7 and 19. And particularly, I'll talk about Area 7 lays out the costs of the franchise. You know, what is your investment and what does that look like? The more important one, at least to me, is the item 19 and at this time this was an emerging brand franchise they really did not have an item 19 there was no item 19 disclosures which talks about the revenues and profitability of this franchise and so what that meant is that it put a lot of extra emphasis on us having to make sure that in our due diligence phase of talking to the franchisees of this franchise that we got the information from them. And the reality of it was that it was not easy to get. We got nuggets, not really true direct answers that we would hope that we would have gotten. We kind of decided that, well, you know what? We ran a pre previous business. We'll make this work no matter what. And the reality of it is, is that actually came true, meaning that we never had true item 19 figures to work towards to be successful. So we had to make them ourselves and we were the ones that they should have been making the item 19 num numbers on eventually. Well, yes and no. So our franchise again was a little bit different, no territories, but and no item 19. The reason no item 19 was because we were not required to report our sales. So in our franchise, there was a royalty based on the product sale so you're paying it up front and then you can determine your cost. Whereas most franchises, you're paying the royalty on the backside and you are reporting your sales. 
and therefore a franchise can put that information in the item 19. Right. So again, it goes back to not knowing, you know, in the beginning, you know, we didn't know what an item 19 was. We didn't know that not having one was not necessarily good or bad. In this particular case, they didn't have one because they couldn't, right? They, they literally had no way to gather the sales information, which meant, again, going back to the due diligence of talking to the franchisees, it was difficult to get that information from them. It would have been a lot easier to make an evaluation difficult. if that was spelled out in the item 19. Right. And part of that is you're going to have to understand that you get the opportunity as part of your due diligence to talk to actually as many franchisees as you want. So here's the caveat and true disclosure. A franchisor is going to lead you to talk to the most successful franchisees. We want you to talk to as many as possible. We want you definitely to talk to the top tier. What makes them successful? Because you want to be like them. What about that middle tier? What differentiates them from the top? And you should also talk to some underperformers. Why are they not performing? You know, is it because they're not marketing? Are they just too stuck in their own ways and they're not following the system? You kind of have to understand why that is and we'll help you through that process. Now, looping this back to emotion versus logic. So Dave was kind of saying, you know, he is basing his decisions on the logic, right? He wants to know the numbers. He wants to know, can I make some money? And me, I was more tied into the emotion, right? Like, gosh, this is a fun business, dealing with people, serving umbrella drinks, right? And it's easy to get caught up in that as you're doing your due diligence. And you kind of just, even when you hear something bad or something that's questionable, it's easy kind of just to put it aside because, oh, that'll never happen to me, or that was an anomaly, or it's just going to be so good it doesn't matter. So you have to balance both. You definitely want to feel emotion. You want to be excited and passionate about any business that you look at. But yes, there has to, it has to make sense at the end of the day. The numbers must validate and you need to know when can when and where and how are you going to get that return on your investment is it three six nine months maybe it's two years but knowing your numbers and as dave said looking at item seven and item 19 of the fdd will give you a lot of clarity on this so let's bring this full circle we've given you a framework in part one and two of the questions that you may want to ask if you're looking at a franchise, looking at the strengths and weaknesses, understanding the territory, uh, meeting the leadership team, doing your validation, and just really understanding, is this franchise going to be a good fit for you? So we've shared a lot of our story and what we went through, now 16 years later, being armchair quarterbacks. Dave. If you had to do it over again, would you? Stacey, I love that question. <laughs> you know, the, my answer is actually I would do it over the again, moment of but I would be a lot more cautious in the evaluation process, and I probably wouldn't have made a mostly emotional decision based on a franchise that seemed like it was going to be fun. <laughs> I mean, even though it turned out 
pretty well for us. I think looking back, I would do it over again. I'm not saying I wouldn't have picked the franchise that we picked today. I, I may have still picked it, but I would have spent more time doing due diligence on other franchises that could have also been a good fit for us. I agree. Yes. So if we had to do it over again, I think I would. I really enjoy the business. Uh, it's definitely been a roller coaster, and that's another episode where we can talk about the ups and downs of business and how to proactively get through those, especially as a husband-wife team and still stay happily married. <laughs> but yes, I think um, I agree with Dave. We probably should have more closely looked at other concepts. We were very emotionally excited by the one that we were moving towards, and we ultimately did decide to go forward with. And I think that because it was a good fit, ultimately, we were able to be successful in this franchise. But it also helped us learn a lot, so much that that's why we're now able today to help you, the aspiring franchise business owner, really get set off on the right path towards getting a good match and ultimately having yourself in a business that's a great fit for you. So if you're curious to even know, would I, could I, should I be a business owner? Well, we have a quiz that you can take that'll help you determine what kind of business owner you would be. Go to bizquiz.nextlevelfranchisegroup.com. That's biz, B-I-Z, quiz, Q-U-I-Z, .nextlevelfranchisegroup.com. A few simple questions, and then you're going to find out what kind of business owner you would be. So we look forward to hearing your results. We look forward to hearing your comments. What was your big aha and takeaway from these two episodes if I had to do it over again? Dave, closing words? Yeah, I, yeah closing words is, it's a process and it's really, 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 really important that you match the right franchise to you and that you don't skip any of the steps that are that go along in that journey and make an emotional decision and buy something you'll regret later. Really good point, Dave. Yes. And you know what, Dave? That's a bonus point because a bonus takeaway is don't sidestep the process. I think that's a lot of what we did because when you're super excited, you just want to get started and get going, right? And so that's why it's really important to work with someone like us because we're going to make you follow all the steps of our exclusive franchise roadmap system because that's how you ensure that it's ultimately a good fit for you. So don't sidestep the process. Make sure you do your due diligence so that you can end up in the great business franchise for you. Bye, everybody. See you next time.